0: Galatians chapter four, if you're there, say amen. Amen. This is one of what I call the high watermark scriptures in the word of God concerning our Lord Jesus and his entrance in this world. If you study the book of Galatians, you do know this. Paul established this church and this church was founded upon the preaching of the grace of God. By the way, it's still... Grace that saves you. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But what had happened in this church, the Judaizers have crept in and they wanted to have a competition between law and grace. And they were fine with grace as long as they could mix in the law. But ladies and gentlemen, It's either all of grace or it's not a grace at all. And we find ourselves in chapter number four and these first seven verses I want to deal with, Matthew Henry described them as the, the great gospel state versus the legal state. I am glad that I'm resting under grace today. I am glad that I'm not under a legalistic system that I can't keep, that is futile to try, but I'm under grace this morning. I'm not under a tutor, I'm not under a governor, but I'm under the grace of God. And as we reach this pinnacle of Scripture, one of the great passages in the Word of God, we'll be magnifying the glories this morning of the Incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, I believe he was virgin born. Amen. Somebody help me preach. I believe he, is a, he was the incarnate son of God. When I talk about the incarnation, I'm talking about a time in history when God, somebody help me preach, when God himself took upon himself a human body, God was manifested in the flesh. Preach unto the angels. Somebody help me preach this morning. I'm glad I'm serving a God who was so big to create this world, but yet able to condescend and come down to this earth in the form of a man. Somebody say amen. Let's read these verses of Scripture. Verse number one, Now I say that the air... As long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Oh, listen. But when the fullness of time was come, let me say it again from the first promise, Matthew chapter 1 and or, uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 till Matthew one twenty five was 4,000 years. And God says in this passage, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. I don't know if y'all all all got that or not. (laughs) I'm not a servant any longer, though I have subjected myself to be a bond servant, a willing servant. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm a child of God, an heir of God, a joy heir with Jesus Christ. Let me give you four things. And I I do expository preaching and exegesis type of preaching, and that's what I'm going to do this morning. Uh, I, I like a topical sermon every once in a while, but I like to just get in the Word of God, line up line, and preach up on preach up, and preach what the Bible says. Amen. We got too many people preaching things that are false. That's why we have uh, legalism that gets into churches today. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are—we got something far greater than legalism. We got grace. Amen. I'm glad I'm not. Well, I don't am I, I, I? I'm I'm stalling. I'm glad I'm not living under a bunch of rules. I'm glad I've got freedom in Jesus Christ and power through the Gospel of Christ to serve God with freedom today. Let me give you four things in this passage of scripture. Notice with me, number one. But when the fullness of time was come, I want you to notice the planning behind the incarnation. First of all, it was planned by a perfect sovereign, but when the fullness of time would come, God sent forth His son. I am glad that my salvation and my savior was preordained before the foundation of the world. I'm glad it wasn't an afterthought of God. I'm glad that he just didn't think, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll come up with this. No, 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 no. My God planned everything about your salvation before the foundation of the world. That's why your salvation is so wonderful, so glorious. God preordained that his son would come to this earth in the fullness of time. Also, it was planned around a perfect setting. I want to give you this. I want to bog down a little bit here. The setting was perfect religiously. If you know, the Jews were free from idolatry. They were looking now, looking for the Messiah. They had been delivered from the Old Testament. They they created a system of synagogue worship and schools. And you know what they taught in those synagogues and schools? That the Messiah was coming. Somebody help me preach that the Messiah was coming. I got to stay a little bit. I I, might get back on. I think I'm going to stay and preach a little bit. I'm going to get so excited the moment I need to. Now, hear me. I took a group. When was it, Chad? 217, 216? Uh, We went to a place called Manila. That is right across the Sea of Galilee from when... That uh, Gadarean was saved. And that place of Magdalene actually was a place where they had a, a Catholic uh, recreation area that they were building. And here's what they got to do over there anytime they build, they had to do a court drill to see if there was anything under there. And guess what? When they did the core drill, they found out there was something under there, so they unearthed it. And what they found there, they found a Jewish synagogue and and the town there. And within that Jewish synagogue, I saw with my two eyes a coin that said 30 A.D. Undoubtedly, my Savior walked into that Jewish synagogue and (laughs) glory, preach the word of God. By the way, when the fullness of time come, everything was prepared religiously. And then culturally, they were under the, the Greek language that was the language of the day. And then politically, the Roman Empire had the dominance of that time. And there were three things about the Roman Empire that gave authority to the gospel. First of all, let me share these with you. One of them's called the Pax Romana, and that—that that is the Roman peace, provided economic and stabilization, so the missionaries of the gospel could travel freely. Boy, I'm going on. Then there was what they called the Lex Roma. The Roman law gave the citizens living in the empire many rights that helped spread. The gospel. Then the real Roman, which is the Roman roads. By the way, there's a bunch of roads that are in Rome today. You know why they were built back then? To prepare the Savior. And then the gospel was given, and they went through all those roads to reach this society and reach society at that time. I want you to know, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Then it was planned, may not be able to preach too long like that after all. It was planned for a perfect salvation. The Bible said God sent forth His Son. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. How many of y'all believe in this church this morning? You have a perfect salvation. I want to tell you how perfect it is. It's a salvation that is free. It is a, salva- <laughs> it is a salvation that is not an on and off salvation. It's an eternal salvation. i tell you how good it is. It makes you an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, I want you to notice the power of the incarnation. Verse 4b. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made a woman, made under the law. First of all, I want you to notice the power of the method, made a woman. God used the vehicle of a virgin-born woman to bring his son into this world. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Somebody help me preach. And the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Philippians says it like this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. <laughs> Woo! And then the power of the ministry. He was made under the law. I want you to know your sovereign God became a subject just like you. He was made in the form of man just like you. But one difference, he kept the law to a letter. The the law says you... You've got to keep it from the cradle to the grave. Amen. And there's not one man, not one woman, not one boy, not one girl in this room that's able to do that. Amen. But because of my Savior Amen. who went on the cross, somebody help me preach. Hallelujah! Amen. We stand out justified! Amen. Let me give you number three. Look at verse 5 and verse, excuse me, verse 7. Verse 5, I'm, I'm sorry. The Bible says this, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman made under the law, to redeem them that are under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The purpose of the incarnation was to purchase us, redeem us, the word "redeem" means to buy back in the marketplace and totally remove the sale. We were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ Amen. as a lamb without spot and without blemish. Everything that Adam lost Christ bought back. And by the way, he's called the second man, but he's also called the last Adam, not the second Adam. Because see, this Adam conquered, death held the grave, and redeemed us with his blood. I'm redeemed. I'm bought back with a price. I couldn't go to heaven when I wanted to. I'm redeemed. If you're redeemed, rave at me. If you're redeemed, say, I'm glad I'm redeemed. Whew. Oh, glory to God. Those you know your song about Hosea, I was on the slave block. But Jesus came and paid it all. Literally became sin. Took my place. Hallelujah. Not only did it to, did he do it to purchase us, but he also did it to parent us. Look what the Bible said. To redeem them that were under the law, that we may receive the adoption of sons. I was reading. Josephus and others and they talked about the Roman ceremony. I don't know if you've heard of it called the Togus virilis. It's where the father will remove the toga Petric from his son and place the toga virilis over his son. By doing so, he made him an adult heir. Ladies and gentlemen, but God saved you. He did away with old garments of sin and imputed his righteousness. And when God looks at you this morning, he does not see his, your sin. He doesn't see your waywardness. He doesn't see your lostness. He sees the righteousness of his son. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's why... Oh, I'm, I'm wanting to walk now. That's why we can say Abba Father. Yeah. How many know what Abba means? Papa. Let me give it to you. In good old West Virginia, means Papa. Papa. I remember when I was a little boy, I said, Papa, talking to my dad, I said, could you get me some Pizza. And Papa said, yeah. I said, Papa, I need a warm hug. And Papa done it. Is there anything you need from God this morning? Because he's Papa. What an intimate word. He's your heavenly father. He desires to bless you. He desires the Lord of God. Some of y'all ain't got that but I've got that this morning. Listen, he's Papa. I'm an heir of God. He's my father. And Jesus is my elder brother. And I'm an heir of God with Christ. Amen. Let me ask you something. How many of you, you in this room maybe feel like I feel? I sometimes live below my privileges. I'm not a name and claiming kind of preacher, but I want to tell you something. I think we miss out on a whole bunch because we, we fail to realize what we are. We're children of God, we're heirs of God, we're joint heirs with Jesus. Hey, don't forget what you are. You're redeemed. Yeah. 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 Lastly, that's what I say. Think about that a bit. Some of y'all think about that for a minute. You're God's child. But you're also an adult heir. At this time, I lift my leg up. You're an adult heir. That means you've got a claim on what God has for you. Amen. Amen. Lastly, I'm done. Look at 7B. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That's the promise of a new station. I'm not a servant anymore. Though I give myself to be a bond servant, but I'm a son. You said, when well, you become a son, later, no, be out. behold, now I am a son of God. Now I'm a child of God. Now, right now, right now, I have eternal life. Right now I'm saved forever. Right now I have Christ in my life. There's a lot of people said, well, you got to have your good works outweigh your bad works. No, I'm saved right now. Amen. Then I see a promise of a new status. I went from the wages of sin to the riches of the Father. How many of you are you looking for the rapture? Amen. I'm not looking for no undertaker. I'm looking for the uppertaker. taker. I'm looking for Christ to come back. I'm looking for my Savior. I got a new status. I'm not under sin. I'm not I'm under grace. Hallelujah. Amen. All because God became man, that we that are men can become the sons of God. Bow your head with me. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Jesus came to die on the cross of Calvary. Jesus came to die on your sin for your sins. I wonder how many now I would say preacher I know if I died today I'm 100% sure I'd go to heaven raise your hand. I see some hands not raised. Thank you. How many right now say preacher I'm not sure I'm saved. But I know this, I know he came the first time. I know he took my place. And I know he died for me. And preacher I want to be a Christian. And I want to be saved before I die or before the Lord comes. And I'd like for you to pray for me. Would you raise your hand? If you're in this room, God bless that hand. Somebody else. If you're not sure you're saved, just sip your hand up and say, pray for me. Not sure you're a child of God, just sip your hand up and say, pray for me. Yes, I see that hand. Come I mean, here right now and say, preacher, I am saved. But I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm living I'm not where I used to be with God. I'm living below my privileges. I'm not where I used to be, even. And I'm living in defeat this this morning, preacher. I'm saved, but I'm living in defeat. And I need you to pray for me. Would you just, right now, sip up your hand if you're a Christian and feel defeat? I see that hand. Feel defeat in your life. You're a Christian. I see it. You're a Christian, and you say, Preacher Smith, I have flopped. Miserably, and this morning I came discouraged. But then I heard that I'm an heir of God, and I could cry to Papa, Papa, will come and help me, Papa, take care of you. Thank God this morning, God, we have a heavenly Father that so you can come boldly to His throne of grace and find grace in the time of need. Somebody else, I wonder how many Christians you have a need. Of your heavenly father to take care of a situation in your life. You're not back sitting, but you've got a situation you can't handle. And you say, Preacher, pray for me. I got it, yes. I got it. I got it. I see it. All the house, I got a situation. Hey, by the way, you can call on him now. He's your heavenly father. How many others? I've got a situation, Preacher. Pray for me. I see him. Let's stand. You two that raised your hand said you're lost, won't you come? Every Christian that raised their hand, those that have those needs, whether you're a young person, older, it doesn't matter. You got a need. God says, I'm your heavenly Father. Come around the altar this morning. Our Father, touch our people this morning. Help them. And God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for what you've done for us. And Lord, right now I pray. That you're moving this service, realizing we rest on the doctrine that you came the first time. And I'm resting on the doctrine that you're coming back a second time. And you're going to take your children home. I pray everybody will be ready. Then I pray for those Christians that are living in defeat. Some of them got needs bigger than they are. I pray they'll come. Some of us already come to the altar. I pray you'll deal with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you come?